0: Yeah, danger is my assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though, trouble. But when I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize this assignment's going to prove that sometimes the best way to stop one fight is to start another one. Morning, Commissioner. You sent for me? Steve, I don't think you're going to like this assignment. Well, break it to me gently, then. What am I supposed to do? Step in the middle of a fight between two women? Oh, brother. Anything but that, Commissioner. It's vitally important we patch up a family squabble, Steve, because of a lease our government has, or had, I should say, on a certain strategic mining property in the Belgian Congo. What's the trouble? That lease expired a month ago. We've been trying to get the owners of the property together so we could negotiate another lease, but it seems the ladies aren't on speaking terms. Oh, that sounds just peachy for me. One is the widow of Aristide Begero, the original owner. The other is Begero's sister. These two women now own the mining property jointly. Oh, well, what are they beefing about, Commissioner? Who knows? Whatever it is, it's caused a serious breach between them. We've been informed there's a lawsuit in the offing. Oh, great. Nothing like a lawsuit to tie up an estate. Meanwhile, the mine remains idle, and we need those strategic minerals desperately, Steve. Get down to the Congo, to the Bergerot Estate in Leopoldville, and find out what this is all about. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck.
1: National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donleby in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment. Thursday evening, you'll want to be on hand, when over most of these stations, NBC presents such stellar shows as Truth or Consequences. The Roy Rogers Show, Father Knows Best, the Judy Canova Show, and Eddie Cantor's Show Business Show. All five of these programs bring entertaining radio listening into your home. There's Western Song and Adventure with Roy Rogers, zany stunts and heartwarming performances on Truth or Consequences, delightful family comedy with Robert Young starring in Father Knows Best, down-to-earth entertainment from Cactus Junction on the Judy Canova Show, and Memories from the Past, when Eddie Cantor presents his Show Business Show. Yes, hear them all each Thursday... On most NBC stations.
0: Sure, I've got my assignment. Carry an olive branch down to the Belgian Congo and see if I can patch up a quarrel that stands in the way of our renewing a lease on a vitally important hunk of mining property. It's late Friday afternoon when my plane lands and Greg Carlson of the American Consulate and Leopold Leopoldville is there to meet me. We pile into his car and head out for the burglary. I'm sure glad to see you, Steve. Maybe you can get this mess straightened out. What started this feud, do you know? Yeah, a chapeau. A frilly little bonnet costing all of ten bucks. (laughs) What happened? Well, it turned out to be a favorite hat of mademoiselle's. That's Bergerot's sister. And Toto massacred it. Toto? A French poodle. He belongs to Madame. That's Bergerot's widow. So a dog chews up a hat and away we go, huh? Yeah, one thing led to another and wangle. A lawsuit is in the works. Because of the hat? Oh, no. That happened a long time ago. Since then, many rumors and insinuations all spread around by both camps. You want to hear the latest word? Sure. There seems to be some question as to the widow's claim to her half of the Bergerot estate. What? Mademoiselle's friends seem to think that maybe Madame is a phony, that Aristide Bergerot never married. Do they have any proof of this? Oh, no. But here's the way the story goes. The widow claims that she and Bergero were married in a small Belgian town during the early part of the war. He was a flyer, got himself killed in a crash shortly afterward. Oh, there must be a record of the marriage. Oh, no, no. The town hall and the files were destroyed in an air raid. Eh, doesn't the widow have a marriage license? Eh, uh, no. Great. That is, she did have one, but it's been uh, misplaced. Interesting, eh? Very. So the battle rages. Now they're started in an Henri. And just who is Henri? He's on the widow's team. Sort of a boyfriend, I guess. She met him a couple of months ago. Nice sort of a guy, but Scuttlebutt said he's a fortune hunter, that he made a play for Mademoiselle and she turned him down. Madame caught him on the rebound. Hey, about this lawsuit, Greg, how far has that progressed? Well, it hasn't reached the courts yet, and it won't if Van Leuven has anything to say about it. He's the family lawyer. He handling the case? Like a hot potato. Poor little guy's on the spot, right in the middle of the beef. He doesn't know what to do. Uh, If he goes through with the case, mademoiselle gets sore. If he doesn't, Madame blows her top, huh? Yeah. Oh, there's the entrance to the estate up ahead, Steve. Uh, The big gate's on the left. Hey, looks like quite a layout. (laughs) Oh, it is. Everything but gold doorknobs. Hmm. I wonder where the gatekeeper is. Is it locked? Not usually. Well, allow me. Okay, Greg, come ahead. Hey, wait a minute, hold it. Car coming down from the house. Yeah, a good clip, too. Well, looks like Henri's car, a little souped-up job. Oh, brother. Well, what do you know, the widow herself. Yeah, she always drive like that. Oh, so I understand, a real fiend on the road. She'd better slow down or she isn't going to make that curve. Yeah, she's really good. Hey, she isn't going to make it. Can you get in on that side, Steve? Yeah, I think so. If I can force the door. There it is. you okay? Out cold. Must have banged her head against the wheel. Steve, the car's caught fire. Yeah, come on, let's get her out of here. How is she, Mister Van Luven? She's regained consciousness. Doctor says she will be all right. A few bruises, nothing more. Oh, glad to hear that. Oh, uh, this is Steve Mitchell. Ah, Monsieur Mitchell. How do you do? Mr. Van Lufen. Most fortunate it was that you and Monsieur Carlson arrived at the scene of the accident as quickly as you did. Foolish, foolish girl. She drives like a maniac. Yeah, she really tore out of this place. Where was she going in such a hurry? Into town, I suppose. And She wasn't staying around for our meeting. No, no, no she learned of your coming, she made it quite clear to me that she would not discuss the lease until the matter of her right to the estate was settled. I'd uh, like to talk with Mademoiselle Bergerot, the sister. Is she around? She was to be. I myself talked with her on the telephone last night and arranged it. But this morning, I learned that she was gone. Gone? Where? On uh, another of her hunting trips into the jungle. Oh, fine. When do you expect her back? No. Who knows, monsieur? Uh, about this lawsuit... Oh, idiotic sheer nonsense, monsieur Mitchell. And I have told Madame Bergeron so. Still, Madame insists. I see. Uh, One more thing. Did Madame say anything about the accident, how she suddenly lost control of this Henri's car? She admitted traveling at high speed. Then the car swerved. That's all she remembers. Okay, Mr. Van Lufen, thanks. Now, if you will excuse me. Sure. Well, Steve, looks like you're off to a great start. Madame refuses to talk to you, and Mademoiselle slips away into the jungle. What do we do now? I'd like to have another look at the scene of that accident. Come on. Find anything, Steve? Yeah, I think so. Come here. Here, take a look at this. Steering rod? Uh Uh-huh. Look at this brake here. A little too clean cut. Hmm. Might have been worked over with a hacksaw. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, Greg, how far is the Bergerot Hunting Lodge from here? Well, inland, about 80 miles. Why? I think I'll run up there and have a talk with Mademoiselle. Well, River steaming gets you to Sankaroo by morning. We can just about make it if we leave right now. It's an old paddle wheeler. Let's go. Shortly after dark, we pull up at the steamship office. I get myself a ticket to Sankaroo, and then I walk out on the dock where Greg is waiting. All set, Steve? Yep. Hey, gangway's over here. hmm uh, you sure you don't want me to come along? Ah, oh, you'd better stick around here in town and keep eyes on things. All right.
2: I'll take care of... Uh-oh. Well, 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 well. Monsieur Carlson, this is a surprise. Oh, hello, Henri. How are you? Oh, fine, thank you. Taking a little trip?
0: Oh, no, I was just seeing a friend of mine off. Uh, Steve Mitchell, Henri Hubert. Enchanté, monsieur.
2: Mr. Hubert, you going aboard, too? Oh, yes, yes, yes. A little pleasure trip. I like to get away like this on occasion. I find the river journey most relaxing. We'd better hurry aboard, monsieur Mitchell. Right. Goodbye, monsieur Carlson. Have a good trip.
0: So, that's Henri Hubert, huh? Madame's boyfriend. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to. A pleasure trip, he said. Well, I'd better shove off. I'll see you when I get back, Greg. Yeah, and... uh... Take care, Steve. A few minutes later, I'm parked in a deck chair as the steamer pulls out into the river and the lights of Leopoldville fade away in the night behind us. I wait there for another half hour, hoping friend Henri will stroll by, but he doesn't. I decide to go looking for him. Just as I'm walking along a deserted section of the deck, somebody suddenly darts out of the shadows and throws a perfect block on me. I crash into the rail. Before I can shake the cobwebs out of my brain, that somebody grabs my feet and flips me overboard. Ah!
1: In just a moment, Brian Donlevy will continue his dangerous assignment. Every American benefits from the hard work and strong influence of the scouting movement in building a better nation in which to live. And during this anniversary week celebration, scouts throughout the nation will rededicate themselves to the scout oath. The purpose of this rededication is to instill in the minds and hearts of all young men a deeper sense of obligation to preserve at any cost the heritage of America. When you see the scouts wearing their uniforms this week, you'll know that young America is steadfastly holding to the high standards of citizenship instilled by the Boy Scouts of America since the founding in 1910. Now, if you'd like to become a unit leader in their program of character building and training for good citizenship, please contact your local Boy Scout council office. back to Dangerous Assignment and Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell.
0: When I pop up to the surface of the water again, I see the boat sliding by me in the knife, then I realize I'm being drawn in towards one of the giant paddle wheels. I try to swim away, but the suction's too strong for me. Finally, I trip close to the side, double up my legs and kick out. It shoots me out far enough so the wheel clears me by a foot. Now a couple of the passengers spot me floundering around in the water. Pretty soon somebody tosses me a line and
2: holds me up on deck. Why, monsieur? Eh? Huh? Oh, Henri. Ah, here, let me give you a hand. Yeah, thanks. You're a very close escape, monsieur.
0: You're telling me. Good thing you guys spotted me and tossed the rope. Monsieur, I suggest you retire to your cabin and change your clothes as soon as possible. I know this jungle climate. It's not good to stand around wet. Yeah, good advice, but I don't happen to have a cabin. In that case, monsieur, permit me. My name is Bourdonnais. Please use my cabin. Well, thanks. Come, Monsieur.
2: I will fetch your bag, Monsieur Michel. Thanks, Henri.
1: Ah, here we are, Monsieur. A word of
0: caution, Monsieur. What do you mean? Why I know I... these river boats quite well. In the future, it would be much safer to leave your valuables with the captain. Valuables. Jewelry, perhaps, a diamond, an unofficial transaction. I have traveled this river for years, monsieur. I know the types of business that flourish here. <laughs> I've been taken for a lot of things in my day, but never a diamond runner. Uh, Come in. Uh,
2: your suitcase, monsieur Mitchell. Oh, thanks, Harry. Oh, this attempt on your life, it upsets me, frankly. Me too. <laughs> you know, in some way, I feel rather responsible for you. How so? Oh, because of our mutual friend you are with back on the dock. Oh, you mean Greg Carlson? Oh, yes, yes, a most charming person. Yeah, you've known him long? No, only since the Bergerot cocktail party of some two months ago. You see, Madame Bergerot, a dear friend of mine, invited me. Greg Carlson, of course, was the guest of Mademoiselle. Wait a minute, he was with Mademoiselle Bergerot? Ah, oui, Madame's sister-in-law. Mademoiselle and Carlson at one time were rather um, interested in each other. I see. But, alas, Mademoiselle has always had many suitors besides Greg. We have not spoken of her lately. A broken romance, perhaps. Uh, We do not wish to speak of such things. eh? Yeah, that's
0: probably it. I change into dry clothes, wondering why Greg didn't mention his friendship with Mademoiselle Bergerot. Could be the reason Henri came up with. On the other hand, could be something else. At dawn, we dock at the little river port of Sankaroo. I go ashore and look up a guy whose name Greg had given me. A white hunter named Stryker. I hire him to take me to the Bergerot hunting lodge and an hour later. We're deep in the jungle. Lodge isn't too much further, Mitchell. That's good. This is pretty rugged country, Stryker. Yeah, yeah. Is it Mademoiselle Bergerot you want to see? Yep. Yeah. I doubt very much if you will find her at the lodge. Oh? I saw in Sakaroo yesterday. Said something about trying a hunt in the Italic hunt. That's to the west of here. You know. think you could find them? Well, we shouldn't have any trouble tracking them. This is the fork of the trail we're coming to now. One branch leads toward the lodge, the other one towards the Apollo Company. We just take this branch or... What's the matter? That's strange. Quite a few tracks from the west heading for the lodge. You think the hunting party came back? It'd be an awfully short trip for them if they did Look, you better stay here, Mitchell. I'll go along the trail a bit for a look. Stryker disappears around the bend in the trail. I light a cigarette. My lighter slips out of my hand. I bend over to pick it up. <laughs> The slug bounces off a rock beside me. I hit the dirt. A moment later, Stryker pounds into sight. Mitchell, what happened? Somebody trying to play bullseye with me. I heard somebody moving on the trail ahead of me. Just for the shot. Come on. We start carefully along the trail, and I'm giving Stryker and his gun a few side glances. He could have done it. Then we round a bend in the trail, and there right in front of us is a woman with a rifle.
3: What? Oh, Stryker. What?
0: Mademoiselle Bergeron.
3: Yes, I heard a shot. I came back to investigate.
0: Oh, I uh, I thought you'd gone hunting in the Apollo country.
3: We did, but two of the bearers were clawed rather badly. I canceled the trip and we returned. We were almost to the lodge when I heard the shot. Was it either of you who fired it? No, no.
0: Oh, uh, this is Steve Mitchell. He's been looking for you.
3: For me, monsieur?
0: Yeah, here are my credentials.
3: United States government agents.
0: You and your sister-in-law own a piece of strategic mining property formally leased to us.
3: Oh, yes.
0: The uh, lease has expired and we've been trying to renew it. But you and your sister-in-law seem to be involved in some sort of a dispute and can't get together. That's why I'm here.
3: I see. Come, let us return to the lodge. This uh, trouble be- between myself and Amalie...
0: That's your brother's widow?
3: Yes. It is idiotic, all of you. I have come to realize that more and more the last few days. Foolish things, hurtful things were said by both of us. I personally would like to put an end to it, but that is up to her.
0: I see. There's a rumor that she's a phony, wasn't ever married to your brother.
3: I did not start that rumor, but I have heard it. I do not know what to think. When I received letters from my brother during the war, he mentioned a romance with Amelie. Then there was no news for some time, and finally a letter from Amalie telling of my brother's death. She said they had been married shortly before. Oh? I invited her to live with me. I never questioned her story until the rumor started. Then I found it strange she could not produce the wedding certificate. She said she must have misplaced it.
2: There's the lodge up ahead, Miss
0: Yeah, I, uh, huh, That looks like Henri Aubert
2: waiting there.
3: Oh, yes, it is
2: Amalie's friend. Ah, we meet again,
3: Monsieur
2: Michel. Yeah, so we do, Henri. Monsieur Michel has uh, come to try and patch up the family feud, Henri. Ah, oh, then we have the same purpose, Monsieur. Do we? Oh, bien sûr. That is why I made a trip up here, to do what I could to settle the differences between Silas Estir and Amalie. This trouble has gone on long enough.
0: Well, I'm afraid you didn't do so well settling your friend Amalie's trouble. Uh, how do you mean? You loaned her your car. Not of course. She had an accident. What? Only it wasn't an accident. The steering rod had been sawed almost through. Oh, no, love, no, but this is incredible.
3: Was she hurt badly? No,
0: she's going to be all right, but this comes as a big surprise to both of you, apparently. But of
2: course it does. No, I suggest we return to her immediately.
3: Yes, at once.
2: We start
0: back along the trail to Sankuru. A striker leads the way. Celeste is next. Henri follows her, and I bring up in the rear. Then I hear a few faint crackles of brush behind us. Somebody's following. I let the others go on ahead without saying anything. I slip to one side and hide in the brush. After a moment, a figure with a gun slips into sight. I let him get close. Then I lunge at him and knock the gun out of his hand. Well, my friend Flournoy from the riverboat. Monsieur Mitchell. Suddenly he jerks a knife out, lunges at me, but I lock his wrist and bend the back. He twists away from me and slips and falls. Right onto his own knife. I search him. The only item of interest is a key to a hotel room in Sankaroo. I figure Flournoy was just a hired killer. Maybe this key will tell me who hired him. I head into Sankaroo and find the hotel whose name is on the key. It's a cheap dive near the waterfront. I go upstairs, start down the dimly lit hall toward the room on the key, but... I don't quite make it. Somebody steps out of the shadows behind me with a gun in my back. That's far enough, Mitchell. Ah, hello, Van Leuven. So the trusted family lawyer turns out to be the big boy of the deal. Quite right. I imagine you got quite a tidy offer to stir up trouble between the two women and try to block our lease renewal. It was made well worth my while, Mitchell. I don't get why you tried to knock off the widow. The steering rod on Henri's car. I hired Flonoy to weaken that to kill Henri since he was trying to bring the two women together. But he lent his car to Amelie. I see. You also hired Flournoy to knock me off. I gather he was to report here afterwards for the payoff, huh? Yes. Yes, he was to be paid off with a bullet. But apparently you have saved me the trouble. So you may have that bullet intended for him. Thanks. Into that room. Quick. I walk to the door. Van Looven motions me to unlock it. I do inside. I walk in with Van Leuven behind me. Then suddenly I kick the door back at him. (laughs) Notch his gun to one side. I slam the door on his wrist. (laughs) There. That ought to keep you nice and relaxed a while. And when the ladies find out who's been stirring up the trouble, I don't think I'll have much trouble getting a renewal on the lease. Oh,
3: my wrist! (laughs)
0: That door just slammed shut on a lot more than your wrist. (laughs) What do you mean? Your future, Buster.
1: Our star, Brian Donlevy, will return in just a moment. Daytime listening here on the NBC radio network is just what you busy homemakers need to chase away those housework blues. You'll hear comedy, drama, and musical entertainment when you set your dial to this NBC station. For comedy, we have The Bob Hope Show, Double or Nothing, and Bob and Ray, to name only a few. There's drama from real life on Strike It Rich with Warren Hull and on Welcome Travelers with Tommy Bartlett. Meredith Wilson brings musical entertainment on his program called Every Day. Every Day. And all of these fine shows are on the air every day, Monday through Friday, over most NBC stations. So make it a regular habit to turn on the radio and leave it set to this NBC station for the finest in daytime radio entertainment. Each day, Bob Hope has a lady guest editor to provide interesting and instructive minutes to his program. Bert Parks plays Double or Nothing each weekday, and the results mean enjoyable listening for you. So be sure to enter into the fun of radio entertainment by making NBC your daytime listening headquarters.
0: Next week, Tokyo. Tea for two and a slug for me.
1: And that will be Steve Mitchell's dangerous assignment next week. Included in tonight's cast were Peter Leeds, Tony Barrett, Ben Wright, Betty Lou Gerson, and Paul Duboff. This is John Storm speaking. (laughs) Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell with Herb Butterfield as the commissioner, is written by Bob Reif and Adrian John Doe, and is directed by Bill Carnes. Be with us again next week at the same time when Brian Donlevy, starring in the role of Steve Mitchell, will embark on another transcribed dangerous assignment. Tomorrow, hear both Truth or Consequences and Father Knows Best on NBC.